Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode we watched number 20 on the Sight and Sound list, Persona. Ingmar Bergman's study of two women whose personalities begin to blend, ripping apart the very form of film in the process. Our second film this week is Single White Female, Barbette Schroeder's study of what happens when your roommate's a bit wacky. Oh, uh, acceptably. Uh, what what would unacceptably be? Uh, my life exactly as it, as it is currently, uh, but I didn't get a shipment of Blu-rays this morning. Uh, okay. Do you know what? Do you know what's weird though, Finn? What? This morning, I also. Got a massive shipment of Blu-rays. Oh, and yeah? so I'm feeling uh, quite good about it. Yeah. What Blu-rays did you get? Um, I did. Did you get Geronimo, uh, Geronimo, and American Legend by directed yeah. by Walter Hill? Yeah, yeah. By yeah. Geronimo and American Legend by Walter Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I love it. Yeah. I've heard of that film. I ordered it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Did you give a li- the the limited edition copy from from? From Powerhouse Films, like, just, just just like I did. Yeah, no, just just like we did. Yeah, yeah, just like exactly like we would do. Ha ha! Bit complete. You may have noticed, there, Finn, that I was attempting to subsume your identity. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, just, just for the comedic effect. Uh, I'm going to do the, the like Home Alone face now. Yeah. So, Persona. Yeah. Five Golden, the video game. Do you like Joker? Do you like to play as Joker? Oh, no. No, I know. That's, no, uh, can I, I, can I, I tell I you? I don't know anything about that game. Yeah. Can I tell you? You've now, I, we are, we've now exhausted what I know about <laughs> that game. So. You, uh, you talk to people in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Persona 4, Four. Golden. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, those games look good. I've just never had uh, the appropriate hardware. Uh, I've had the inappropriate hardware. My penis. But it is very rare that I can run video games on that. Though, yeah. as, as you, per- you, you, usually you just watch your inappropriate hardware to watch inappropriate comedy. The Rob, the Rob Schneider, uh, <laughs> fucking what's his face, uh, 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 Ari Shafir movie. Uh, when we we catch up on the bottom of the list, like there's a bit where uh, uh, there's a bit where some guys are, uh, uh, are like jousting in shopping carts with uh, giant dildos. That's, and that's that's the entire sketch. I. When we inevitably mop up the bottom of the See, list. See, no, shopping carts aren't good for jousting <laughs> because uh, it's very hard to knock someone out of a shopping cart, especially yeah. when they're sitting down, as these people are doing in the sketch. It, like, it, if they're standing up, then, then like, you you got something. But, like, the people that they hire to do this fucking sketch aren't going to... I'm going to stand up and get knocked out of a yeah. shopping cart onto a fucking parking lot for inappropriate comedy. No. No, they're, they're, they're not getting paid union fucking wages for, for inappropriate comedy. It, it is fucking crazy how much context matters, because obviously, like, the very fact that Rob Schneider is involved in that tells me it is vile. Yeah. But it, it, if you but, describe like, it, it, that it, it, very scene and then said, and Johnny Knoxville no, exactly. is there... No, yeah. yeah, I'd be if, like... If it's Johnny Knoxville 
people and yeah. and and Steve-O yeah. and and be like and and like and like one of them has a giant dildo as a lance and one of them has Wee Man. Like uh, great. It almost certainly feels like that's happened, no like, less. All right. I mean there's there's a there's a big shopping cart in uh, Jackass Free, is it? That has a giant shopping cart or is it two? I think it's two. Yeah. Might even be one. No, because three is the paintball stuff because of the three anyway. Um, I need to anyway, do the I, return I, uh, full voyage. Yeah, of I, I, uh, I really only know the first three from your posters. Do you like Jackass Four though? Yeah. Um, so I think you would like the first three Jackass. I, that films. seems likely. There, there's less of a sense of aging and mourning to it, and and ushering in and more uh, Bam Majera. Yeah, which I think is the stuff I won't like. There are, like, the thing they have... Yeah, the stuff BAM originates is is bad. Mm. But also, you know the way that if there is a plot of Jackass Forever, a legitimately good film that we will be talking about at the end of the year... yeah. um, In uh, multiple categories. uh, If it it has a plot, the plot is they torture Eren, you Mm. know? Yeah. Uh, like they often that torture in the past a bit for Aaron, but it's also like there's a time they trap and bam in with some snake snakes and he really flips out and you're like, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So Bergman. Yeah. We, we, we've, we've kissed the Swede a couple of times, both in the past and, uh, in, in his future seventh seal, uh, and wild strawberries, which had, Films he made in the fifties, yeah. uh, prior to this, uh, uh, while he was dating BB uh, Anderson, you know, from Persona, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, from after that, uh, like uh, Fanny and Alexander, yeah, uh, which which he made after getting divorced from Liv Ullman. Did they get married? Well, they, 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 they definitely date. Well, isn't like that, that's what scenes from a marriage is about, right? It's their breakup. Yeah, I just can't remember if they got. And all I'm arguing mm. is whether they right, yeah. they they got um, capital M. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, married. No, just partner. Okay. Uh, oh, I guess scenes from a cohabitation isn't isn't as good a title. So yeah, we've hit, we've we've kind of. Except for scenes from Marriage and Hour of the Wolf, which are lower on the list. We've hit the biggies, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, though, you know, uh, which is to say, all the ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've, I, like I, I still have never seen Scenes from a Marriage or Autumn Sonata. Oh, if, uh, yeah, yeah, Autumn like, Sonata, yeah, of like, course. That, yeah, like, that, 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 that's the other, like, really big one that, yeah. that, that we haven't gotten to. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that he made so many films. Yeah. He made this was uh, Persona was right in his period of essentially making one a year, uh, which is but, a but lot. like we, we should see Autumn Sonata because that's the movie he made with Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one movie with both Ingmar Bergman and Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, and, and then they merged. Yeah, and, and they grew big. And they became Bergman Island. Yep. That's, that's what that film is about. Uh, yeah, it all takes place on their corpse. I mean, in a way, yeah. not really in no. a way, not at all. Uh, Bergman Island, check it out. It's, like, quite good, mainly for acting. I just wish, what's her name who made it? Look, 
uh, Mia Henson Love. Yeah, I like all of her films. I'm always like two degrees off being like, fuck yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but we hit Persona, which is, uh, is this maybe this and Kane are the two most overdetermined, most dissected films ever, right? Like yeah, like 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 those two all like Jaws and like Vertigo, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and oh, like now Jurassic Park and Star Wars as well, but like sure. and Shmoo, um, and, and like someone called Persona analysis, like the the uh, Mount Everest of film theory. It is like everyone has all these different takes. Sontag wrote uh, a, a lot about it. Like almost every good film. Pauline Kael did not really care for it, uh, despite... Yeah, after watching it once. I know, you know, we, we just, we agree too much on this, and that's why I'm going to say that Persona is Ingmar Bergman's worst film. Uh, in fact, one of the worst films ever made. Yeah? I don't have anything to back it up. <laughs> Cause, no, it seems, it seems like a totally unfounded opinion. Well, it is and also uh, completely, <laughs> and also uh, completely contrary to what you were saying while we were watching the film. Well, I mean, I was li- I was lying out of nervousness. Oh, right. Uh, like to me, Persona is it being so overdetermined, so discussed, so analysed, and it's seeming to almost be like the juxtaposition between Persona and Kane uh, is that Kane. It is it feels like the analysis, the body of uh, uh, critical work and interpretation around Kane is like people standing on the shoulders of giants, people building this big edifice of like, look at all the different things mm. Citizen Kane does. Look at all the different bits of language it invented. Sure, yeah. Whereas with Persona, it feels like a lot of people being like, here's the correct opinion. This is the correct interpretation. Everyone else is wrong. It's like it's like a, a, a super Smash Bros of, of film opinions. Well, I, I think all, all, like also the difference is like Kane is like the ultimate film, and then with Persona is like the final film. It, it is a film that like ends with the feel like destruction of the like ripping of the very film itself, and they kind of like and the like end of the like idea of like watching a movie. It it starts it, it, it starts essentially with uh, random bits of film, uh, yeah. uh, some lambs getting fucked up. What is what is that bit of slapstick that uh, that he used before oh, as well? Uh, yeah, there is a bunch of clips of uh, a guy being chased around a house uh, by ghosts, uh, which, uh, uh, which is from a like early short that that, that Bergman did, um, which you also see in his film Prison from like nineteen. 19- 48 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, also bits of Enchenan Delu. There's yeah. a monk setting himself on fire. Yeah, which is the actual... Yeah. You know, you know the, you guys know, you know the one. You, you know you know the video. Uh, not the guy doing it in Waking Life, the the guy doing it in real life. Uh, uh, and an erect penis for like uh, a quarter of a second. Oh yeah, during leader tape at the beginning, yeah. you, all the mechanisms are exposed. There is a... Brechtianism. Mm. That's right. Old Bertolt's showing his face again. Uh, and, and that it starts with this incredibly, like, the beginning of this film is being like, just this is a fucking film, guys. This is all made up. This is just light. 
yeah nothing matters here. yeah you, you you see the actual like uh, light in, in inside the projector start up you see the film is starting to run through you see the leader tape you see, you see, you see all of that stuff, and then the film actually starts. Um, and like, even within that, there, there's a bit. They it, show. It, it's, it's a film that's made for you to think, oh, uh, uh, are they projecting this wrong? Yeah, <laughs> are, they, are they messing it up? Yeah, there, and the bit that always strikes me is that there is that there's a run of animation in it which mm. they are showing. Uh, you see the celluloid, but it's running. So yeah. you see, and then it stops. And it is just like, it seems so simple to be like, no, these are all just still pictures. It, it is, it is Club Silencio. It is showing you for the last time referring to, uh, Mulholland Drive in terms of persona. Who, what's the connection? Uh, like all of them. Anyway, uh, um, it, it is showing you the lie and then showing you how the lie feels real. Mm. And then, uh, we see a, a small boy. Who, uh, we don't know at that point, but is, is one of the characters' son. Yeah. But is and, not. Uh, uh, is maybe uh, trapped inside a movie camera. Yeah. And, or a it, projector. And I kind of assume is young Bergman, right? In a way. And he reaches his hand towards a screen, which is the first time you're like, oh, that's right. One of the iconic images of cinema. And then there's one of those about one a scene from, yeah. from now on. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's from this. Oh, that's from this. Oh, that's from this. And, and when it's not a direct iconic moment, you're like, oh, right. That's what that shot is directly yeah. referencing. That's what that shot is directly referencing. And like, well, that's what that person's career is based on. <laughs> yeah. But enough about <laughs> Ingmar Bergman. Whose career? I don't know. I mean... It's, it's like, it seems like you could find someone. Yeah. Kind of Lynch, right? Yeah. Like, Lynch does not exist with that. Like, m- do you know? Like, sure, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, there, there are other things, but like... Uh, yeah, no, the, the, like, yeah, like, the, 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 this, this, this movie is about all the stuff that Lynch, like, is, 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 like, always making films about. Well, and in the same kind of way, mm. in that it is both incredibly literal and readable, like, the one, I can understand so many negative responses to Persona, people being like, it's pretentious, and you kind of have to be like, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what Bergman's about. <laughs> but, and, like... I can, there are things I find pretentious as a negative. Like, I can't, I can't argue with people being like, ah, this is pretentious. Sure. Like, like, uh, uh, like when uh, Alejandro Yodoras says the holy mountain <laughs> ends with the like camera pulling back to reveal the entire set. And then he's like, like, we are all God or whatever. And you're like, fuck off, Alejandro. Yeah. Well, and that is like most things in most films. That is either ex- it, it is expressed quicker and better in either persona or petite mama, <laughs> right? Um, uh, uh, the two films, yeah. the only two we need. Yeah, is people saying they find? I understand it being pretentious. I understand there are some people who bounce off. It is it is cut often in a deliberately jarring way. Yes. Uh, it is I mean, like like more, like like more than any of his other films. Bergman wants to like w- like w- w- wants to like disorient people with this. Yeah, and 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 and, and, uh, and he wants to like force people to pay attention to it. Well, and, and to always ensure that people understand that this is a fabrication, mm. and that you are not to take it on literal terms. Yeah, it, it is like 
even in the most narrative bits, which is like at the beginning, uh, there is an actress, Elizabeth, played by Liv Ullman, um, uh, who she was on stage playing, is it Medea? Uh, playing Electra. Electra. Um, and she just suddenly froze and couldn't speak. And she hasn't spoken since. Yeah. And the doctor is like, it is not medical. She's just not doing it. And uh, there is a nurse named Alma, played by... Oh, B.B. Anderson. By B.B. Anderson. By B.B. Netanyahu. Yeah. And my great observation, which I cannot find anyone else making, though, it, it, it's almost everywhere... Uh, is is that uh, you know these two characters they're going to have quite a tangled relationship yeah. and, and like that relationship goes deep into even them as actors which we'll talk about along the way but like the the major psychic eventness of this film which I and I do believe it is one uh, 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 starts at the fact that like uh, uh, Liv Ullman plays Elizabeth Elizabeth is B.B. Anderson's middle name, and B.B. Anderson plays Alma, and, like, Alma is essentially Ullman fucked up a bit. Like, that, that it was written for these two people, it was always going to be them, yeah. uh, uh, so that's not an accident. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote it in hospital, and so that's why one assumes it starts in hospital, but, like... Yeah, uh, uh, he, he, he was in the hospital after he met Liv Ullman for the first time, and his, his eyes bugged out of his head, and his mouth dropped onto the ground, and he said, awooga, awooga, awooga. I mean, and then dated her for five years. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, having uh, uh, not... Leading up to this film, but from about 55 to 60, he dated B.B. Anderson. And so, like, the sense of, like, one taking over the other's personality, uh, it kind of comes true. Like, uh, 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 he went from working with B.B. Anderson almost every other film for more than a decade leading up to this point, and he didn't stop working with her. But he started working a lot more with Liv Ullman. Yeah. Like... And, and then she becomes the defining actress of, of his films. Well, and, like, also kind of one of the... F- in Like, oh, God. Like Jean-Pierre Lourdes. Oh. Just one of the defining faces of international oh, art yes. cinema. Like, it's those two and... Oh, name f- from Pather Pan Charlie. Uh, 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 Apu, right. child Apu, like they're the three faces. Sure, yeah. Uh, um, and the fourth face is I don't know, Kevin Feige. Shut up. No, it's uh, 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 it's Agnes with the the with the two tone hair, with the two tone hair, yeah. with the, the uh, with the gleaners and I. Oh, Agnes, if you're listening, and I know you're not, and that breaks my heart. <laughs> uh, it's it's fucking crazy that people ever pretended you weren't the greatest artist in the avant-garde and that the only real competition uh, uh, is was your husband, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, uh, you know, anyway, Goddard, yeah. Truffaut, if you're listening, which you're not. I mean, no, Goddard could be. Goddard, Goddard could, yeah. Hey, I know he, he could be... Smoking a cigar, still sitting about electric typewriter. Well, after our history, well, he Googles it. He's a chronic name searcher, yeah. and he found our history to cinema episode. And after that, was like, yes, 
these three maniacs talking about how bored by my film are. This is the new well, future of cinema. Two two maniacs talking about how bored by it they were. I mean, one maniac being like, oh, no, I kind of liked it. Oh, God, that's right. I've just deleted that from my brain. Yeah. I haven't deleted that from my brain. I just I tried to go for the easy I was joke, like, hey, guys, do you remember a bit where, uh, where uh, uh, he shows a shot of a, of a woman pissing on a man's face for no reason? Wasn't that pick right? I mean, what's the appropriate? I mean, I'm sure there are appropriate Um, reasons. I'm sure there are. For women to piss on a man's face. I mean, there is one major bit of footage uh, of a woman pissing on a man that almost certainly exists in the Mm. world that has a lot of use and I do wish would come to life. But anyway, Merrick Garland, if you're listening... Charge Trump. The the end of the world started when they did not charge Nixon. Absolutely. And then within the next five years, 24-hour news and MTV started and the world got ADHD. That was the beginning. That led to David Bowie dying <laughs> and the world being unprotected so the world could end. Finn, <laughs> you agree with me, but right? Here's the thing. Yeah. Lemmy had to die first. Yeah, true. Oh, God. And Alan Rickman. That's my impression of Alan Rickman. Um, uh, uh, but even this, so we start with uh, Elizabeth in bed, not moving, not speaking, and yeah. Alma and this doctor are waiting on her and like being like, do you want to say something? And her being like, which counts as a no. Um, and even these bits, which are, yeah, the most literal bits of plot, uh, this staged like a play. Uh, absolutely, you, yeah. You are you are looking at from a fourth wall at them in a in a kind of mid wide. And the room that Elizabeth is staying in is like very purposefully like theatrical and stagey. There is a you know like like. Uh, a kind of like single bed against a like blank white wall with, with, with like lots of empty space around it where, where she can like where she can like walk and ponder during the night. Yeah, it is, and, and so even at its most literal, it is abstract. But the yeah, the to, to go way back, who would guess that talking about persona would involve lots of dog legs and deep analysis and discussion? Is the complaint about this film that I cannot understand is people saying it is confusing, because on its surface level, there is a very very obvious plot. Which is uh, there's an actress who won't speak, uh, uh, and a, and a nurse who loves to speak, and uh, a doctor is like, uh, can you take her to my batch? Yeah, maybe the sea air will get something out of her, and then and they go, and while they are there, the it seems to be that the actress is now studying Alma. Yeah. To play her as a character, or, 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 or to like use like parts of her personality to to, to like to uh, yeah to uh, uh, to inform her work, and, and that uh, uh, Alma uh, hates that idea yes. uh, of being someone who has uh, uh, who is always told she's good at listening, but has never been listened to, and realizing that the cost of being listened to is that uh, people take things you say, and. Uh, that leads to a big fight that reveals both the hatred and love they have for each other. Yeah. And to them both kind of 
having a psychotic, like having uh, what is like foyer do when two people have a shared delusion. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, that they are each other, including like Alma uh, uh, convincing Elizabeth's husband that, that uh, and things like that. Like that is, and it's not, I don't think anything of what I've said is interpretation of the images. I just think it's a pretty clear. Sure, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, mu- it's much more than that. But like, if you wanted to watch it looking just for a plot, it's it's real, it's a real fucking obvious. Yes, like you know? if, if 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 you like don't look look at the images and just look at the subtitles, you can get all of that from it. I like that story. I think it's mm. a good, interesting story. But like, the real thing is like kind of the overdeterminedness is. But what does it mean? Uh, Bergman allegedly said to both Anderson, Ullman, and the uh, cinematographer, who he always worked uh, with. Sven Nyqvist. Uh, Sven Nyqvist. He was like, do not ask me what any of this means, which uh, in the case of most writers and directors is being like, I don't got anything. Yeah. I don't got, I don't got nothing. Um uh, uh, yeah, which is of course what 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 you say to anyone who's acting in in in, in a production that you've written. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to tell them fucking everything. I'm going to tell them back. You're like, do, like, like, do not ask me why me and my sister tell each other everything. Like, it's. I mean, it's an iro- it's an ironic title. They, they, you know, they spend eighty minutes not to unpack. Look. I uh, you brought it up. I did. How it got four four star reviews in very reputable publications. Yeah, it got a, a four star review in the Guardian. Yeah, and the Stage and Broadway yeah. World, obviously, and the Scotsman. And yeah, sure, the Scotsman review is basically like this is a bad piece of writing, but the production is good. <laughs> and like, I haven't dwelled on that. I haven't dwelled on that. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just look. Do you know how expensive it is to mail shit to Scotland? <laughs> anyway. Uh, do, do, you, do you know how expensive it is to locally source anthrax? <laughs> I mean, luckily, Glasgow <laughs> is a hive of anthrax. Yeah. People don't know that. They, they focus on the, the drinking and severe poverty and the rat catching. Well, uh, of but uh, of course, like we, like we are very lucky to live in New Zealand, <laughs> yeah. where the where the power of a dog was just shot. So this is now one of the like anthrax capitals of the world. <laughs> but persona, yeah, it, it 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 feels quite hard to reckon with because it feels both self evident and mysterious, right? Mm. In that almost all like thematic readings of it kind of feel pat at this point. You know, I mean. Have you ever? I mean, f- have you considered that this film is about identity? Yeah, or uh, like uh, lesbianism, <laughs> or vampirism, yeah. or just when when you're so attached to someone, you kind of want to merge with them, or alternately, when you feel like you're two people, but instead one, like. Uh, uh, Ullman and Anderson said that, like, their decision on how to play it was that they were going to play it like two aspects of the same person. Right, yeah. Um, which is not to say that's the correct interpretation, because there's not one. Bergman would not give one, because he probably didn't have one. Because you don't need one, right? No. Like, what do you... What is your... What, when you look at Persona, what do you see? Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure I have a, like... 
uh, 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 a uh, developed take on this film yet. Yeah, like, it, it, it's it's one that I've only seen twice. Oh, yeah. So this was your second time. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, like we're, we're like like there, there, there are some Bergman films which are like much clearer in their meaning than this one. Yeah, and and the, 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 this is one where I, I'm I'm still like mainly processing the images. Every reading of like I've I've heard people have of it seems you know like you know it seems. Yeah, like it, like 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 it's at least partially correct. Well, you know? and, and it's one of those films that is open enough that you could, li- you know, like the 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 Shining is about Vietnam interpretation, sure, yeah. uh, 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 which is I, I don't I don't immediately dismiss as much as I don't think that's what Kubrick or King were going for. So you are still. When did you first see it? Uh, I would have seen it in. Probably 2018. Yeah, uh, uh, it was playing at uh, uh, it was playing at Academy Cinemas. Mm. And I went down, uh, had a hell of a time, mm. being like, "Oh, this is weird." I mean, yeah, it is. It's a wacky and wild one. It's yeah. a real Freddy Got Finger, and like uh, just like Xanadu, this is a film you have to watch more than once. I think, and uh, uh, it's a reference to it. To yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, no, a review no. for a few weeks ago. I don't I like I don't I'm I'm really worry about what I'm about to say because I'm aware that it's like incredibly pretentious. But it is like uh to me it all seems so clear, you know? Like I don't need a second viewing. Well like like um, like na- like narratively, yes. No, like even thematically though. I mean like the 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 the, 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 the like first time the, the like first time I saw it uh, I was like just trying to like take him a narrative and like didn't yeah. and like did didn't didn't really have like much of an opinion on it. Yeah. And then this time, like I'm like, okay, I've got I've got the narrative down, I know yeah. what happens. Yeah. And so I was like I was trying try, try, trying to trying to deal more with with with, with the with the images. Yeah. And then I think I'd need to see it like a third or a fourth time to to develop like an actual fully fledged opinion on it, you know? Yeah. I I uh, yeah. And I was about to be like I only needed one time, but real I, I have seen it this is either my fifth, sixth, or seventh time. Right, like it is yeah. not. Uh, uh, this is a film I return to a lot. Uh, I really, I want to be like I love it, but like loving this film seems really weird. A weird thing to say. It's more like a gremlin you keep in your house to remind you of death. It's a memento mori sure. more than it is a like 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 most Bergman films. It, 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 feel, yeah. it feels weird to say that you like that you that you love it. Yeah, uh, but, but I also do. But like the first. Time I saw it was like key initial film shitism mm. in my like twelve to fourteen years, and it w- I was just utterly bored and irritated by it, and, and didn't barely even took in the plot. And I kind of am not counting that because to me, yeah, like the battle to interpret it, I just feel like because this is a film about conflict right like uh, uh, every moment is a battle like there is no every conversation is an argument and most of the film isn't a conversation it is a uh, bb anderson <laughs> talking the prattling on uh, uh, but uh, and retelling stories and all of her stories are about death, conflict, or sex. Yeah. And all three of those things are conflict, you know? Uh, one is good conflict, death. And one is bad conflict, death. And one is neutral conflict, 
conflict, and one is sex, which is death. But yeah. do you want to hear the working titles for the Ingmar Bergman 1966 film Persona? Uh, B.B. Anderson's Holiday. <laughs> Kinematograph. Sure. Opus 27. Fantastic. A Piece of Cinematography. Ha Sonata for Two Women. Yeah. And then they suggested they try something more accessible <laughs> and changed it to persona <laughs> or which i believe is the same in english mm. in in swedish yes uh oh well <laughs> anyway uh sonata for two women feels like it should be uh the subtitle though sure yeah. um there are uh this is a portrait of a lady on fire it's uh, uh, the 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 third if there's if this film has a third lead and it doesn't, uh, uh, it is it's the doctor who is uh, a woman and like the the son is in one scene at the very beginning and then her husband who is well the, the, the son's at one scene at the beginning and then comes back at the end yeah my apologies yeah. and Gunnar Bjornstrand Gunnar Bjornstrand is there as the husband yeah for. He like one two, two and a half minutes. Yeah, one scene, best one scene performance. Yeah. Um, c- 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 certainly of nineteen sixty six. Oh, one more. <laughs> yeah, looking up. I mean, it's it's strong, but uh, okay, nineteen sixty six. Uh, how do I? Okay, films. Oh my god. Uh okay. Uh Profile. Diary. Lists. Watch what, what was Ellen Moore doing then? Uh just being alive. I think just like maybe being maybe like ten. Okay. Nineteen sixty-six. Alright. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Okay. Mm. The gun seller? In the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, it's a pretty good. That's a pretty great one. Pretty much anyone who's not the lead in Tokyo Drifter. Yeah, it's a good one. Tim Fortson in Tokyo Drifter. The shark repellent in <laughs> Batman: The First Movie. Um, but Persona is so about conflict that it feels like it demands people's interpretations go to war with each other because it also, like, this film feels like a puzzle, right? Like, this film feels like uh, uh, you might, if, if, if you were told, if you got one more bit of the codex and put it on this film, it would be as normal as, you know, fucking Paddington. It would just be transparent and clear and obvious. It would be. I mean, the thing that uh, Persona always uh, feels the most like to me is, uh, going to sound pretentious, is. Uh, uh, you? Yeah. Is uh, poetry. Uh, in a lot of ways, poetry is the art form that is the closest to film, in, in like where you can juxtapose images. Like you, like you, you can do in poetry. And film and pretty much nothing else. The like way that this film moves through, like, m- like moves, like moves through scenes and, and can like switches perspectives and like leaves so much open to interpretation while also providing this clear structure. To split the arts into two troikas, it is very like in one corner you have uh, the notes you don't play 
which is uh, film, poetry, and I would argue sequential art comics. Mm. And in the other, you have uh, more is more, which is or like uh, talk is cheap, and let's get an under budget, which is uh, theater, radio, and um, television. Yeah. Uh, and I, podcasts falls under radio, just to be clear. Yeah, sure. It can't, like, really, I should have said audio, right? Oh, fuck. But, uh, oh, God. All right. Welcome to Shine Sound. Um, but I kind of like my, my take always on Persona ha- has been that the reason it feel like that the mistake is to think there is a right answer and that there are, that there are right and wrong interpretations because obviously uh it is ultimately the 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 lines between their personalities disappear yeah uh they merge in uh both within the film in, in different ways their faces merge a scene is played twice with uh each of them performing as uh, Alma within it, yeah, uh, and uh, yes, and 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 like by that point of the film, they are, they are made up to look so similar that you cannot really tell which one is which. Yeah, it, it's eyebrow color. That's what you look for. That is the headband and petite maman of the two of these. I kind of think this is not Mount Everest. It's a swimming pool <laughs> because I kind of think it's all true. Uh, I I think almost every interpretation of this I have engaged is correct. And and that is because uh, this film is about what it is like being a person. Sure. Or having a persona, which are two distinctly different things. What it is to live or not live, to speak or to be heard or to not speak. To be one person, but to be two people. Like the very fact that this film can be interpreted as being about like one person, like one person who thought they were two people recombining uh, uh, or about two people combining into one person, which are like to be, I'm explained to Bailey, but like uh, uh, opposite narratives sure, or uh, uh, is about like a metaphysical thing or is, you know, is, is it about when you, really feel like you know someone so well that you're the same person mm. is is it about uh that level of intimacy which is uh, how you get to like that this is a film that is about uh fear of homophobia uh, uh, uh about uh, two women falling in love with each other and then realizing the world cannot know uh, how many letterboxd reviews do you think there are of this movie uh that just say and they were roommates. <sighs> There's a lot of those on portrait. Yeah, uh, another film that directly lifts a couple of shots from yeah, this. Yes. Um, but that's because, like, uh, if you've got two eyes and a heart, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you you you've wanna... got two eyes, a heart, and you're making a movie about two ladies hanging out <laughs> on an island. Um, I mean, what a both good for what a good genre yeah i mean two like two two distinct bangers right there or uh uh or two women hanging out in post-war berlin what, what what's what's that one suspiria 2018 oh, right, right, anyway yeah. <laughs> um uh 
good work. Me, no, I can't think about me. Goth having and, a Joe uh, uh, and uh, Carol. If you're very confused about geography, on <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chan, Cheryl, Cheryl. No, or um, Bergman Island, if you have just a faint misunderstanding about Tim Roth. <laughs> yep. But it's like, it doesn't actually really change the film that much. Most of tape, except you have to think that Robert Sean Leonard and Ethan Hawke are women. And then when Uma Thurman shows up, it, she's a man, mm-hmm. which is not, it's that's not text. No. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't believe so. I think, I think that's something you have to bring to the film. Yeah. Uh, get out. If you consider Daniel Kal- Kaluuya a woman and the whole of that family <laughs> one gestalt woman <laughs> represented by Catherine Keener. Um, but yeah, this is this is a film about what it is to be a person and what is it like being a person, Finn? Uh, well, it's difficult and you talk a lot. And uh, sometimes you don't talk at sometimes all. Sometimes you don't talk at all. Uh, occasionally, uh, you have uh, oh, just uh, some days. Uh, uh, you just uh, stick your fingernail into your arm and rip it open, and then uh, <laughs> someone sucks the blood out. But like, like it does kind of sometimes feel like that, sure, right? Yeah. Like I. And it is within that where I just kind of want to be like, there is an easy Gordian knot. The way to climb the Mount Everest of interpretation is to be like, the reason Bergman didn't tell anyone, the reason Bergman did, uh, 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 in fact, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film, explain that no on the whole of Persona, uh, uh, is because it has to be about everything. It has to be about mess and contradiction. And it has to be about lines blurring. And like when lines really, the midpoint of the film, when lines really begin to blur, the projector quote unquote breaks down. The, yes, and the, and, the, and, the, and the film rips down the center, but keeps playing on one side. Yeah. And uh, which I think is going to be the feature image for this. So if you're listening on, uh, Spotify or Overcast where you're allowed per episode imagery uh, look at it if not look at our promotional tweet I'm working, yeah. I'm working hard on these I'm working hard on these damn pictures and so like that is the way to cut that Gordian knot the way to climb the Mount Everest of interpretation is to be like no all of these are true even the ones that contradict each other like the the fact that the narrative of this film is so simple is for is to give you as much space as possible to see as much as you can sure, in it. Yeah. Like the all texts invite interpretation, right? But like this one really like this one is like being like Come on, fucking into like, what do you see? Yeah, you know, you you you, you got to do some of the work here. Well, and especially because like there there's shit to fathom in his other work, but it would be hard to be like, well, the seventh seal is really about a queer romance between that guy and death. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 he he's much clearer. In his other works, like Wild Strawberries is kind of probably about aging and nostalgia. Yeah. And so, like, he is making a choice to leave it more open. And, like, this is coming, like, his previous film. And, of course, the touch is about how Elliot Gould is hot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, but like his previous film to this was called like it's all the girls which was like a full his first full color film which is just like a fellini piste 
And, and I think like Fellini being such a maximalist, like it makes sense to me for him to be like Fellini. I'm looking at you. I'm taking the piss, lovingly taking the piss out of you. I have not seen it, but that is what I've heard. I, I just can't imagine how mad Orson Welles would be watching an Igmar Bergman movie that's a parody of Fellini movies. <laughs> I, he would. It's what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I believe that was the bullet they found lodged in his heart. Well, yeah, but it, it, it was like with Iron Man, where it just spent years slowly traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like uh, Robert Carlyle's Bond villain, Renard, in that uh, he was shot. Not in the head, but the bullet is still there in his uh, pain region, getting closer and closer. But it means soon it will kill him. But until then, he feels no pain, which is why he can fight James Bond in a nuclear reactor with a plutonium fuel rod. Just like the ending of just like the end of that episode of House where that girl can't feel any pain. What happened? What does she do with that? Uh, they fight in a nuclear reactor. Oh yeah, I always forget. I always forget. They don't really talk about it, but it is present that that hospital is uh, on top of a nuclear. Yeah, reactor. no, it, it's that the research and training hospital is uh, two miles away from Three Mile Island. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a, a pretty good episode of House. I mean, most of like yeah, it's a fun show. The, yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's consistent and good. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and those aren't crimes. So yeah, like Persona to me is everything because we are everything, and uh, in, in a way that I find like terrifying, but also kind of quite peaceful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, and, and like the fact. That the way to represent that is like the very mechanism of film being false. Like this is all a lie. You are distanced from this. Remember, this is just a lens. It ends as Alma leaves. Uh, 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 whoever Alma is, uh, 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 we see a film crew filming her. Like the the artifice continues, and I think what that is doing is being like. Remember that this is how, like, this is how the world works too. We are always looking through something. Where we, we, when we look into others, we are still looking through a barrier. Yeah, and, and so, like, the idea that we are, we can never truly know each other, uh, is what the film thing is. And behind that is that, like, and everything is true about every person. We are two people. We are one person. We can only speak. We can be Electra. We can't speak. Uh, we are always at war, but you can't be because you're only one person. I, I think it's really good. This is my long way of getting to, I think, Ingmar Bergman's best film, Persona, 1966, is out of shite and sound. Uh, sound. Whatever the step above sound I, we've established is euphonious, like, yeah. uh, it's good shit. Where does it sit for you? Uh, yeah, like I, I, uh, uh, I agree that it's sound. Like I, I mean, I, I, I always love how Bergman films look, and this one is, I think, the best looking of his of his black and white films. Like, yeah, the, the, and the, like it, it, it is. It's worth flagging that, like, it was. This is not in his period where he he was just making black and white films. Yeah. Like he had made color. Maybe only one, maybe one or two, but like it was a choice to go to black and white for this. Yeah, and and, and like it is, 
boring to say that the close-ups in a Bergman movie look good, but but like. But like no one does it better. They like they're, they're like not like not not just for lighting, but but like the way that he frames faces well, and, like, and like often having them like overlap in this film yeah. is 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 so is so beautiful to look at and and so meaningfully dense yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, it it is it is a film that well, uh, uh, like uh, uh, like uh, Mulholland Drive. I am not like fully settled on yet. Because yeah. I don't fully understand it, but like in like in terms of craft and acting, it is immaculate, and like it, it's 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 one that I will like keep coming back to. I, I think like of, of of the Bergman films we've watched, I think that Fanny and Alexander is still my favorite. I'd say like this is this is this is number two for me, and then. While strawberries and members in the seal. Yeah, and like Bergman's career is a basket of riches. Yes. You know? Uh, 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 and yeah, and, and there's still like so much more I need to see from him. Uh, I'm in the same position. And like this is like Mulholland Drive. This is a film that one I saw once at precisely the right moment and had a very deep effect on me and I've kind of been noodling for so long and it is like I was telling you while watching it I was just like it just fe- this is one of those things I've thought about so much it has essentially become reality for me that this is Bergman's best film one of mm. the best films ever made uh, uh, even though I know that to just be an opinion and like fucking Fanny and Alexander is tight yeah. Anyway, uh, on our we keep me and uh, Finn here, me and Finland Nicholas, we keep uh, lists, ranked lists of all every film we have watched uh, out of all the films we have watched and Force Majeure without uh, Showa or Neil Breen five feature film retrospective. I have Persona ranked third. Uh, above the Night of the Hunter and beneath Agira, the Wrath of God. Uh, I have Persona at number 37, uh, above North by Northwest and below Children of Men. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's too above Children of Men yeah. for me. Just on a, It's almost as if taste is individual, <laughs> which is strange because I thought we were two aspects of the same person. Uh, um, well, ju- just like in Persona, uh, what one of us uh, likes Persona and one of us uh, likes the taste of human blood. <laughs> it is. Uh, there are a couple of readings of this film that are just like, no, no, no. You're all being too pretentious. It is a vampire uh, film. Yeah, and like as like as, as someone who's watched uh, a few lesbian vampire films recently, that tracks. Oh yeah, but it's not. Uh, and and also like every lesbian vampire film that I've seen feels like they are. Like taking a lot of stuff from this, yeah, and it, it's I, I'm and I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think it's. I just think it's not just that. You know, sure. Yeah. Um. I uh, the other thing that I want to stress again in terms of this is uh, the major psychic event occurring in the middle of the sixties. The the turning point, and it seems kind of of the modern age, is how much like it is almost. Uh, uh, it is at the end of he had been making a film every year since the mid or late 40s 
Um, and he was at his absolute height of power at this point, just churning things out, doing two or three plays a year as well. Uh, BB was huge, his greatest collaborator. Then one day on the street, she was like, hey, this is my friend Liv. And he was like, stop, <laughs> say that again. Olman, Alma. <laughs> and and uh, he wanted to cast them together on a big production but that didn't happen for whatever reason. And then he got sick and in hospital, he wrote this film about uh, Liv Ullman taking B.B. Anderson's uh, uh, pers- uh, uh, persona. Mm. Wait, say that again. Uh, is, and then B.B. Anderson being someone who he had dated and was the lead of his films, and then across Persona, he fell in love with Liv Ullman and she became the face of his films. It is like, as much as this film is an artifice occurring, it is like, it. so much of its power for me is that it reaches outside of itself. Like the power of possession, sure. it, like the power of the creature in possession is that it doesn't feel like it's just on f- do you know what i mean sure but, but i mean like also he like 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 Ber- berkman isn't the first director to like sigh up himself into falling in love with a woman he was directing oh yeah no like ad- like absolutely not <laughs> but like not while doing films do you understand sure, what yeah, I, yeah like it, it i'm I, I don't think it's genuinely <laughs> i'm talking in like symbol like I know, I know. adding to the aura of the work i don't believe it's literally true um I, and like uh, we'll come to it, but I like single white female. I think is actually in a very similar position uh, in some ways. But uh, I love this film. You really like it, yeah. And I think that's the consensus. Well, obviously, it's the consensus. Yeah. It so was it's number, it's number twenty on the side and sound list. It might, it might be like a three-way tie at seventeen. Yes, it is a three-way yeah. tie at seventeen. You're right. It was in the top ten in the previous one. It is justifiably acclaimed. I cannot think of a per- having said earlier that I understand some reluctance to enjoy this film I take it back everyone loves this film now I'm just going to pick up the fin yeah Zounds. Are you sitting down? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, uh, I have I been ha- for several hours now I've, I've been fully prepared for this I, <laughs> I have here I saw it coming a mile off you know Senor Granny on Letterboxd uh, I'm more familiar with uh, Senior Granny under the English name uh, Mr. Mum. <laughs> uh, good joke. I you, but you love their work. You yeah. think all their opinions are correct? Stop, Finn. Yeah. What if I told you that Ingmar to them, Ingmar Bergman's persona, 1966, is a half star film. Oof. I mean, look, there are murderers in every part of the world. <laughs> This is Senor Granny's uh, justification, and right. it begins with a phrase that we have become more and more uh, 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 common, it has become more and more familiar to our ears as, as we get further up this list and read negative reviews. I'm going to say this film is not a masterpiece, and y'all overrate it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are inventing a reason to get angry at the people reading it. Yeah, you are predicting people's attacks upon you. Yeah, yeah I just think of that meme with, with a crow doing stand up, and it was like, "Get better material." <laughs> yeah. it just looks down. It's the same jokes. Uh, it's good stuff. <clears throat> This is, I think, a very strange reason to disconnect from Persona. Great. 
The editing and camera work was too distracting. And it distracted... Distracting you from what? Uh, it distracted me from the story. And it's definitely way too tacked on. Yeah, the style of this... You can really see that it's in the editing. You know, it's like how they recut the, the first Suicide Squad. <clears throat> the story would be perfectly fine with the experimental, for no reason, camera work. <laughs> what are you talking the, about? The, 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 the camera work is fairly standard. It's like lots, it's like lots of nice framing and yeah. like, he's, he's, not, he's not doing crazy. He's not doing crazy shit with the camera. No, he's, yeah. he's 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 out there but he's out there with the editing yeah. but like but even, but even then it's not it's not like bonkers yeah no he's just ca- he he is just refusing false rules around like linearity and geography yeah um and whether to include a subliminal flash of a penis and anyway <clears throat> this film is honestly way too experimental and ambitious for its own good. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Yeah, Persona is experimental. Kind of. But, like, it was made by the biggest director in Sweden at the time. Yes. And also ambitious, buddy. <laughs> it is two people hanging out in a house. Yeah, a small house. It is, uh, yeah. Uh, this could be, you know, do you know what this film is technically just by dint of how it's arranged? It's a lockdown film. This is a lockdown <laughs> film. You know how it's a genre now? Then this is one of them. This is technically the first lockdown film. Uh, no, um, I'm sure like the gold rush probably. Uh, anyway, it's better than Seventh Seal, but not definitely not as good as Through a Glass Darkly and especially Fanny and Alexander. You, 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 you. <laughs> I hope I like Wild Strawberries more, and I definitely hope it's better written and paced. This film is like 85 minutes. Uh, 84, I believe. And like, it it genuinely goes. Yeah. Like, I, because I, a key thing I always remember from this film is that Alma has this long monologue describing an orgy she was once in. Yes. Uh, uh, with. Uh, uh, which was a big point of uh, you, you can if if you care about Persona you can get deep into the mythos around that story and what was cut and why it was cut but I'm always like oh yeah that weird five ten minute long monologue it's like three minutes yes. just over like it it, it it rattles through it now this is I think the most insane thing <clears throat> about Persona to say about Persona there's not even a deeper meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is, it's probably some pretentious crap that doesn't have an ounce of importance. Well, I mean, I, like, what, why is this person continuing to watch Bergman films? <laughs> I, I guess it can kind of work as a movie supporting sexuality, which I do support. <laughs> but really, I don't think that's the approach Bergman was going for. You've seen other Bergman films, buddy. He, uh, he, he, he may have been a straight man. But he liked to queer things, um, <clears throat> uh, 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 which I do support, but I don't think that's the approach Bergman's going for. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a great reason why people love this, and I respect their opinions, but I don't care. I really don't care for this movie. It's one of the worst films I have ever seen. Seven likes. Uh, <laughs> we are born astride the grave. Okay. Do you want to guess Senor Granny's 
top four films. Yeah, uh, is it uh, 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 is it uh, an edit of uh, Werner Herzog eats his shoe, but it's a senior granny eats a giant bowl of shit? <laughs> no. Okay. Three on the list. Mm. One I was sure was, but in fact isn't. It really seems like it would be. Okay. Uh, 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 One is one we've already seen. Two are ones we are going to see. Right. Uh, Is there any Hitchcock on the list? There is no Hitchcock on the list, but they are all by like Hitchcock tier Directors. Is there a Wells? There is not a Wells. Is there a Scorsese? There is a Scorsese. Is it on the list? It is on the list. This is one of the ones that's on the list. Is it Taxi Driver? No. Is it Raging Bull? Correct. Okay. Good process of deduction. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, it's not condone. So that's the one we've watched. So now there yeah. are two that are in, in the coming... Uh, in our near right. future. Uh, very near future in one case, I uh, think. Are they both in English? No. Neither are. Neither are in English. Uh, is one mm. of them breathless? No. Uh, the Battleship Potemkin? No. They both have numbers in their titles. Oh, that's too much. I've given you too oh, much. Uh, uh, eight and a half, 2001, A Space Odyssey. No. Eight and a half, yes. Okay. Uh, on the it's above us on the list, which is not list. many, it has a number in the title. Just guys being dudes. The searches. Um, no, no, it's good. It's a good. It's all sorry. It's also a good film. Okay. It's a, actually a good film. Okay. To not in the English Sunshine. language. Uh, um, There's a crisp rat remake of it. Oh, the uh, uh, Seven Samurai. Yeah, ding, ding. Now, the last one is uh, by a director. You have just mentioned another one of their films. Kurosawa? No, oh, no, no, no. When, when you were listing incorrect films. Uh, is it a Bresson? No. A, a, a Kubrick. It is a Kubrick. And I'm genuinely surprised this is not uh, on there. This is... Uh, okay, right. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Dr. Strangelove? No. You're in kind of the right era of yeah. Kubrick. Though. Okay. Uh, uh, Paths of Glory. No, no. Sorry, no, you're going earlier. You go in. You go in. Uh, let's go, let's go later. Okay. It keeps the scurvy away. Uh, clockwork, clockwork Orange. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It's not on the list. Yeah. How do you feel about Kanye, Finn? Uh, I have essentially no opinion on Kanye. What what does that mean? Uh, I haven't listened to very many of the songs. I like apart from like, what do you think of him? Because he he is he has far outstripped his music, and I'm not just talking about the inexplicable commercial success of his bizarre shoes. Yeah, uh, uh, but like he Kanye uh, he, I, as he, idea. Yeah, um, I try not to engage with Kanye as idea because uh, I mean I uh, just in general I try not to care about celebrity yeah and uh, uh, uh and i especially uh, try not to care about uh, uh these like uh, tabloidy elements of celebrity yeah uh, which is like all kanye seems to be these days uh 100 percent yeah and uh, I, I i like vaguely engaged a little bit when the like julia fox stuff was happening because <laughs> yeah. that was funny but like yeah ugh. yeah i i yeah my i i i, I like I, it's, it's it seems like he needs help yeah that's the point i'm getting to it is uh, like uh, his music. I think up 
to Jesus and Bits of Life of Pablo is is uh, one of the unbeatable runs in modern popular music, like uh, a l- late graduation through Jesus is like Bachelorette through uh, a, a Vespertine or even Medulla. Oh yeah, I, I was listening to a, a Runaway once and I didn't get anything from it particularly. Let's have a toast to the douchebags. Man, that's, fuck you. That's, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, How, do what the fuck? What the fuck? That, okay, uh. cool, whatever. Uh, I, I mean, I know you have slight hearing difficulties. I just didn't know it's, uh. that's, that's cruel. And I felt bad even thinking it. Oh, say you fucking coward. <laughs> I, but yeah, like so much, like his, his recent voyage through social media. Uh, uh, is to me as as other mentally ill clearly someone in the middle of an incredibly severe mental health crisis uh, yes uh, and, and like he took that picture uh, hanging out with Elon Musk and he's like <laughs> no sane person oh, would do this like, yeah, but like just, just for two most divorced guys on the, on the internet I, I just like on a scale from that to like running for president to constantly like threatening to kill Pete Davidson yeah. when it's like you don't need to threaten to kill Pete Davidson you could just him. have him killed <laughs> oh no I, I was gonna go more for the like he, he looks like a stick figure and that most objects around him threatening yeah. to kill Pete mm, Davidson most of his body weight is tattooing <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and like being quite quite funny yeah sure yeah why not um and so the thing like as much as like uh kanye a long time ago uh uh, passed from being someone who you could feel sympathy for uh uh, like platforming marilyn manson on down like uh, uh fuck that guy but also the solution a lot of the solution in this situation is genuinely like uh, people who care about him need to take his phone away yes. and take him with a nurse out to Sweden where they can swap personalities. So, you know? Just like see if you can find him some lithium, maybe. He needs help. And that is kind of... And on this episode of Shine Sound, we're going to be wanting <laughs> to give it to him. Yeah. That's right. We're flying out to wherever he is. Uh, um, 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 you know, uh, one, two, three, four Main Street, yeah. America, Villa, America. Yeah. Uh, 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 his phone number is 555-555-55. Yeah. Can, can, uh, hashtag, can ye get in touch with us? Yeah. Uh, we have uh, 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 we have a burlap sack with us <laughs> and a copy of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, <laughs> and we're, we're going to sort them out. Yeah, ch- chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> yep. um, it, it is okay, um, and that is kind of my feeling about the other film we watched, which is Single White Female. Um, in that it's, it, it's a film that needs help or is a film about someone who needs help it is a film about someone who needs help and mm-hmm. that like it, as we talked about like the first hour and 20 minutes hour and 10 minutes of this film it, it is a, a a woman who you know uh bridget fonda breaks up with her cheating fiance yeah played by stephen weber who's a real Michael Douglas type. Yeah, because this is an erotic thriller. Yeah. and there's uh, Allegedly. And so you got to have a guy who looks like Michael. I don't, I don't think it's alleged. Oh, there's, like, sure, there's, there's, sure, yeah. Did you see the amount of bum we saw? The amount of nipples. There's a lot of nipples in this. Sure. Um, 
But so she needs a flatmate. There's a hilarious flat hunting flatmate interview montage. What is this shallow grave? No, that comes out next year anyway. Um, and, and so, and she, she's having a real sad time and she meets Hedy, Hedy. Yeah. Hedra is her uh, real name. Goes by Hedy. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, uh, uh. Uh, an awkward, uh, mousy girl yeah. who can't, uh, uh, who can't like speak up for herself and yeah. like is super like low key and kind of new to the big city. Yeah, and it's and she's like, great. This this is the one person I've seen who isn't a nightmare. Yeah, you know, I'll 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 I'll, I'll let her. We're we're gonna be her. best friends. Nothing's gonna go wrong. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Never, never, never. Uh, 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 the Hedy is, of course, played by Hollywood's Shirley Henderson, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, just really, just really Shirley Hendersoning it up in yeah, this film. You, you put you put some you put some glasses on her. She's moaning Myrtle. Uh, Does moaning Myrtle have glasses? Feel, feels like she should. So yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee is is Hedy. Through the first half of this film, grows more and more attached to Bridget Fonda. Yeah, uh, she, uh, uh, she, uh, she 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 buys a dog for both of them to look after. She she starts uh, dressing more and more like her. Yeah, uh, and she uh, starts to really she gets really glum when uh, Bridget Fonda gets back together with her a cheating fiance. Yeah, and. She starts and like there, this is clearly like the point at which the horror is supposed to really begin is Bridget Fonda discovers that A, she lied about her name, mm. B, she lied about the circumstances under which she lost a twin. Yeah. Uh, uh, she tells Bridget Fonda that her twin uh, died in the womb. Uh, or died was, in, uh, stillborn. Stillborn, yeah. Um death her twin uh grew up to be uh, uh, drowned uh, uh, at, at like the age of nine at the at the age of nine we we see uh, two twins we saw at the very beginning we discover uh, uh Hedy and so, uh, and someone else and she also notices that that she has bought this is when she sees that she started buying very similar clothes as bridget fonda when mm. bridget fonda first sees it and this is supposed to really clearly be like, uh, mm. what the fuck? When I like, uh, not talking about the exact circumstances of your sibling's death and even kind of eliding the truth, I think is an understandable reaction to something that traumatic. Sure, yes. Uh, people, more people should change their names. We put a lot of emotion in our names and we could save ourselves from that. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. Go. What do you? What do you? What are you changing your name to? Finn. Because I'm just going to tell you now, you can't choose Max Power. Homer Simpson already did that one. <laughs> God damn it! You're right. Um. Okay. Uh, Psycho. I'm just looking at the <laughs> book of films now. Uh. Oh, Tenet. There will be blood. Us. Us. So I can keep all my monogrammed items, and it's even more confusing for people. <laughs> yeah, I'm us, Dean. No, it's not short for anything, even though within the context of the film, us, it's obviously also doubled as United States. Anyway. And, what uh, would you change uh, your uh, name uh, to? And uh, uh, it also stands for Underground Psychos. <laughs> <laughs> underground Sickos, right? Oh, underground sickos, underground yeah. Snippers. <laughs> Jordan, are you listening? <laughs> So yeah, Hedy at this point 
is is clearly and like we've seen her she is not having a good time no she has big emotional swings uh, uh, the dog doesn't like her very much yeah and so she maybe kills the dog yeah. but also like there's a legit ambiguity in whether she killed the dog uh, because he didn't finish fixing the ram yeah. anyway uh, and at this point uh, like as I said to you it was just like so many films could be solved with a phone call right people just being clear to each other just sure, to explain. Yeah. and the phone call that could solve this one is like hi I just saw that you don't use, you know, your government name and that you're having, you're clearly not adjusting well to to me being back with uh, a Michael Douglas type. Sam? Who can tell? Uh, uh, Do you need me to call you a therapist? And like really just helping her in that way. But instead, Bridget Fonda is like, there is a monster in my house. (laughs) There is an evil being. And what I'm going to do is uh, not think about it. Well, and like... Is it? It's uh, just after this, or just before well, well, this. So here, 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 here's the thing. Uh, uh, both me, uh, both me, and uh, Bridget Fonda uh, uh, like to deal with issues the same way, yeah. which is uh, ignore them when they're not that serious until they become very serious, and then you ignore them some more. Yeah, your anger won't go away. I know, like that for me, that was what was so frightening about, like. Uh, uh, addressing all the noise, right? It was like, what if I stop being me? What if mm. I lose the anger? And it doesn't go away. It's just easier to be, <laughs> you know? And if you need me to call you a therapist, I genuinely <laughs> will. It's just a moment of openness, but it's your life. Uh, and I don't think <laughs> you are like Hedy <laughs> in single white female. And like part of this it comes from the fact that Jennifer Jason Lee is fucking stealing this film She's, from Bridget Fonda. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, yeah, like I like Bridget Fonda. I think, I think she's, I think she's great in Jackie Brown. She doesn't do badly in yeah, this. No, exa- yeah. exactly. But like, but yeah, like Jennifer Jason Lee is, is like real fucking good in this. And this was her star making role. The year before this, she was William Baldwin's girlfriend in Backdraft. And the year after this, she's one of the major characters in Shortcuts. Right, yeah. And like, but like, the, do you want to know the really bizarre thing? Bridget Fonda got her pick of the two roles. Right, okay. And chose the boring one. Right. Well, yeah, because this is more of a like, the, the like movie star role where you, like, where you want to like hold down the center of a film and, and like it's it's about you. You're the hero, and and then like oh yeah, we 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 can we can, we can give we can give a like psycho role to, to to this like to this like actress no one's heard of before. Like that that like yeah. that, that that like that does make sense to me. I uh, I, uh, I think like I think like especially in the early nineties when you're an up and coming it girl, this is the role to play. Yeah, and there is also if this movie was being made now, I've, I think like an up and coming it girl would want to play the like would want to play the like the, the like meteor like 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 psycho role. If you made it now, the, but the change would be is that Haiti would be the lead. They basically did make this like like seven or eight years ago, and it was uh, a roommate with uh, Blake Lively and Minka Kelly. Blake Lively is a fashion student, and her uh, fashion teacher is uh, Billy Zane. 
and and Minka Kelly is uh, uh is like a shy artistic girl who kind of moves yeah. in with her and like Blake Lively's a like cool girl party animal who loves fashion the movie's about how this uh this like a sensitive artistic girl is a, a murdering psychopath and this uh this like a cool girl who like goes to parties and which like pick up a drink and drink it yeah. uh without uh like she's uh, cool and normal and this girl who likes to go to museums needs to be killed and thrown out a window <laughs> well uh- no one in this film does a particularly bad job. There's some excellent deployment of uh, uh, of STD. That's right, Stephen Toblowski dramatic acting. Uh, uh, he he uh, uh, is a pervy boss who cracks yeah. on to and kind of sexually assaults yeah, Bridget and, Fonda. Yeah, and, and like that scene is like genuinely like like very like 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 very disquieting. Well, and it is uh, the thing I love that it love <laughs> no, what I think is real hot about it no, steamy is the word <laughs> is what it captures is how he is manipulating a power imbalance yeah. between them that like this is less a case of him uh pinning her to a table which to be clear occurs equally within events of sexual violence sure. neither is more le- anyway it, it it is the kind it is the more uh, pernicious kind yeah. that you you do that that is less represented i feel and, and uh, uh the no one does a bad job uh but like jennifer jason lee is this kind of like a mousy weirdo who is clearly just in the depths of self-loathing. Yeah, and and and, and, and like over and like over the course of a film, like kind of kind of, kind of like vampirically steals the like st- like steals the like confidence and lifestyle of of of, of this like cooler, more yeah. confident woman. Well, yeah, the 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 the, the, the persona. Uh, uh, of her, mm. if you will. No, I, I don't think there are any similarities between these two movies, and I will not stand for you <laughs> comparing them. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> so I should just throw out how this is kind of the beginning of the end for Bridget Fonda and, and the the beginning uh, of Jennifer Jason Lee's success, m- much like uh, Ullman and Anderson. Yeah. I should just leave that on the table. Yeah, no. I, I, uh, if if you try, if if you. Uh, if you try and talk about that, I will riot. <laughs> or okay, about how they are uh, both essentially directed by what amount to be journeyman directors. It's just that one of them uh, was on the greatest journey ever, but like, still, like it was a job to Bergman and Bobcat Goldthwait or whatever the fuck uh, his Bobby name Schroeder. is. Bobby Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, yeah, and I don't. I, should, I have no skin in the game, and people mispronounce. Yeah, no. Names. If, if, if if you if you mention that i will uh, brawl and sell block 99 you <laughs> like it's gonna it's gonna be yeah. bad and, and, and uh, also that they're about two personalities kind of merging um uh, and that's why we put them together on and, this and they, they both do a very good job of making two women look very similar yeah and well they and like the tr- like uh, a single white female almost ha- is, has the much harder job because like Persona kind of came from, yeah, meeting B.B. Anderson. Hey, friend and former mm. lover. Uh, uh, how you doing? She's like, this is my friend, Liv Ullman. And he was like, hey, I'm going to fall in love with you. But also, have you guys noticed that basically eyebrow color aside, you have the same face? Now, like, 
uh, we don't see it. And he was like, fuck, okay, I'm going to make a film and it will build to a point where there is um, an image where we split down the middle of your faces and one of you is on the left and one of you is on the right and it kind of forms a new face but yep. it kind of reveals that you've always had the same face. And at that point, you kind of fully switch identities or merge into one identity or the identity splits or one of you reveals that they're a vampire anyway uh, 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 to prove it to them. Whereas in this, like deliberately at the beginning, Bridget Fonda, is like short ha- a short haired girl boss power queen. She runs a software company, and she is like thirty centimeters taller than than Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, and yeah, and and like it, like it, it does a really good job of establishing of, of of establishing them as looking totally different right up front. Yeah, and, and like they energies being entirely different like yeah. Bridget Fonda is not having a good time is nervous but is hot is like is tension mm. she she is she is a taut being where uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is uh, a mess frantic her hair all over the place uh, and, and like that is uh, uh, how they process the mess of their lives manifests in two opposite ways. Yeah, like like Br- Bridget Bridget Fonda uh, is, is sort of like like desperately hanging on to life in New York, even though things kind of aren't really working out. But 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 she like knows that she wants to stay, and she knows that like she she can she can do like good work. And then with with Jennifer Jason Lee, it's it seems like. You know, if, like if, if every time there is a scene that doesn't go entirely her way, it seems like she's on the verge of suicide. Uh, uh, which you know, same goals. Uh, uh, no, no, but it is like, and yeah, and she's slowly like vampirically, as you said. Uh, like gloms onto her immediately over invests in their friendship. Yeah. But well, a- and like the, 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 this film feels way more like a vampire movie than, than like, than, like, than, than, than Persona. Even though Persona has the like scene with, with the like blood drinking, I- like the, the, this, this does, this, this does feel more. Like more, like more, more, more along those lines to me. Yeah, genuinely in my notes was going to be because I think the thing uh, uh, to eat my lunch ahead of time, uh, the thing that lets this film down is uh, its final quarter is its final act, and yeah. like one of my pitches to solve it is like no, she's literally a vampire. Yeah, you know, is to we go like we we never see her leave the house anyway. Like yeah, oh, except except at night. Yeah, yeah, it, you could easily do it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and 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 it yeah it 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 is it, it is it is all about like it is all about like control and so and 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 seduction and like subsuming yeah. another person, which is like it's all it's all it's all vampire shit, and, and it is, and yeah, and, and Jennifer Jason Lee yeah becomes too attached too quickly in a way that is both a real cringe and is like. Uh, 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 and this is from her performance. Like uh, you relate, you know what that feeling is like, sure, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, which is not, I believe, in the text. Like this is an adaptation of a novel by like uh, 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 a pulp crime writer guy, yeah, who, who who was like, "Oh, people find their roommates on the internet. Isn't that terrifying?" Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. There's a lot of. Yeah, no, he's just churned out a bunch of stuff. I don't mm. think he was ever like, well, what about the interiority of this character? Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and it is, I'm going to write, uh, the kind of character who could go on 
to inspire a marriage story. Um, it, it is. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. and like Scarlett Johansson in there. Good work, everyone in there. But when it seems to my reading, my reaction to this film is that for like Act One and the beginning and the first half of Act Two uh, is is about uh, Bridget Fonda being blind to the fact that Jennifer Jason Lee is in love with her. Hmm. Uh, part of how Jennifer Jason Lee is coded as villainous uh, is that she is also coded as. Uh, a lesbian sure uh, uh and uh like th- one of the mo- weirdest the the bit in it where i'm like how was this supposed to be a villain moment it is the bit where bridget fonda walks in on her masturbating yeah yeah and then i mean she, she is doing it with the door open but they were asleep sure but but like but like she like she's already in bed okay. like she like she should have closed <laughs> the door but like to her own room before she was doing that okay Okay, that is a best of snafu, you know? Sure. But it is the fact that then uh, 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 Bridget Fonda runs back to bed and then it's the sinister moment yeah. of Jennifer Jason Lee looking around and you're like, this is she's looking for the person who just saw her masturbating, you know? This isn't... Uh, uh, anyway, um, and it is like the, the idea of her sexuality being fearful or uh, a potential vector of violence, right? Well, and 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 like the the the, the film does like try, try to try to like address that homophobia by having Bridget Fonda's best like best friend be gay and like having him be one who saves them at the end. Is he explicitly named as gay? Because he's clearly supposed to be well, gay. Also, like there's the, 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 the bit early on where, where like she she where Bridget Fonda's talking about like. Uh, about like not being able to live without a man, and I mean he's like, yeah, I wish I could have a man too. Like, uh, like, yeah. like he, 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 like they, they, I'm not sure if they say the word gay, but he is, he is explicitly attracted to men. Oh yeah, yeah, it is, and I'm not. That was not me trying to be like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it is that he is more coded as gay, and it's very coded as gay mm. than he is uh, explicitly gay. Uh, and that's because uh, I think a large part of that was uh, 1992 was very recent, but also a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, like uh, like I don't know much about uh, like I, I don't know much about Bobbitt Schroeder, but I, I but I would assume that like the like you know he he came out of the like French New Wave and yeah. the, the like German New Cinema. I think like he 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 is a guy who I think who would I think like want to make sure that his movie wasn't homophobic. Yeah, and it's like. Uh, uh, the homophobic part of it is the uh, 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 is its intermingling is that that the potential queerness uh, of Jennifer Jason mm-hmm. Lee is part of the threat. Sure, yeah. like uh, this woman is very attracted to me makes her terrifying rather than uh, just. Like, hey, uh, I mean, you've started dressing as me. You got the same haircut. The, uh, oh, we ne- I'm no longer comfortable with this situation. Uh, we'll get you to move out, but I'm still, I'm so keen to, to you know, help you out. Uh, but instead it's like, I'm going to stalk you to a weird neon sex club where you're pretending to be me. Yes. Or but at least pretending to, to, to have her name. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, anytime there's... Uh, 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 anytime a woman has been attracted to me, uh, I do uh, run away screaming. So actually uh, screaming though, 
what are you screaming? Like, no, 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 or... Uh, um, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a mixture of things. Like, it's, you know, it's no, no, no. It's, you know, song lyrics I'm thinking of at the time. <laughs> uh, 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 jokes that I've heard. You know, just anything that can be screamed. Why'd you, why'd you run? Well, it's better than staying. What, what would happen if you stayed? Well, I don't mean I have to put off running. But why would you have to, like, why, but, <laughs> but like, good things could happen. You won't lose your anger. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's what I was framed of, at least. Um, I'm talking to myself in the past and not to you. But to me, like, this bit is obviously, like, the big, like, oh, she's really cracked. The bit that's the, like, final straw for Bridget Fonda when uh, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, takes her to both get their hair cut. As, like, a way to bounce back from uh, the, the negative Toblowski event. Yeah. And uh, uh, and then, uh, after their haircut is done, uh, Bridget Fonda sees that they both have the same haircut now. In exact same clothes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is at the point where you go, like, I don't... How intentional a decision was it that this haircut that Bridget Fonda has had for the whole film is more flattering on Jennifer Jason Lee? Like you get to see, you see more of her face, you see her eyebrows, so she's more expressive. Well, uh, yeah, but like all, all, also like what once like what, once they both have the same haircut, the, the, like there are a ton more like mid shots and wide shots rather than close ups. Yeah, and, and and so the film like starts like obscuring which one is which at any time. And like, and uh, it, it does a does a fucking good job of that. Uh, later, uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee pretends to be Bridget Fonda uh, to sleep with the cheating fiance. Yeah, and at points in that scene, Bridget Fonda is doubling for Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay, so she's playing someone, playing someone who is playing her. Right. But even at this point, as Bridget Fonda and like and, and like you know Jennifer Jason Lee also uh, threatens. Copies Bridget Fonda's voice on the phone to threaten Stephen Tobolsky, yeah. uh, um, uh, 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 showing how much she's kind of mirroring her. And then uh, late one night, while dressed exactly like her, uh, she goes out, and Bridget Fonda follows her, and, and, and it's to this weird, you know, technoir sex club. Yeah, a, a uh, club where like shirtless men are in cages and will like stroke your face as you walk past. Yeah, it's, it's some just where 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 you like look through a doorway and you see a woman, and she's like, "Want to play?" And you're like, "No," and she's like. <laughs> and there's a lot of neon. There's yeah. a lot of lava lamps. There's yeah. probably, you know, there's like plasma balls. They're probably in there somewhere. And uh, in the club, in the club, the song, the the Fifty Cent song, um, uh, she Bridget Fonda finds Jennifer Jason Lee masquerading as her. Yeah. And, and at this or ordering a diet coke under her name, and Bridget Fonda will not live a stand. She's a Pepsi girl. <laughs> uh, at the very least, you know, Coke Zero. You know, mm. it just tastes better because it was designed to taste like Pepsi. Anyway, Pepsi always wins blind taste tests, but that's because it's sweeter. So one sip tastes better. And uh, you ever think about just how much stuff there is in your head? And it just feels like so noose, loose. And you're like, what am I ever going to do with all of this? It doesn't match up. So, but in this moment, my read on this moment and the whole arc of this film to this moment, which I know is, is counter to what the film intends, because we are supposed to be being like, 
Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is a monster. Sure, yeah. She is Michael Myers. Like, her lying is the crime at this point. And, be- and like, being being shouty and glum and the, 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 my favourite, uh, uh, and masturbating. And, and then, then maybe throwing a dog out a window. Uh, uh, like, probably, yeah. right? Uh, uh, like, she... There's also great sinister shots while Bridget Fonda is out having fun of her uh, at home glumly watching television eating ice cream yeah. with sinister music underneath it. And you're like... Yeah, and the, the, the movie she's watching is Vertigo. Hello, hello. Glumly eating ice cream. And you're just like... And you're like, well, I, I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. Just like, but that's, that. her, yeah. that's her life. But it's like, no, look at her. But with, with Jennifer Jason Lee's performance over all of this, I have been... I'm, I'm like... This is a woman who has felt so small uh, and, uh, and clearly just riddled with self-loathing. Her response yeah. to a dog not liking her, not coming when she calls even, is to throw him out a window and, and then lie about it. That, that her flatmate getting back together with her boyfriend, who does suck. I mean, he's a Michael Douglas type. Yeah. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he's a known cheater. Uh, uh, uh and is and he cheats with his ex-wife as well, Ugh. which just seems like lazy. Yeah, but as it, 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 that Jennifer Jason Lee is this yeah character who hates herself yeah. so much, uh, and, and is so drawn to 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 Bridget Fonda's seeming uh, confidence and uh, like resilience and like kind of the joy and power she's a woman out there making it on her own she runs her own business uh, uh and it's a business making software which mm-hmm. you know uh it, it appears to be the software that uh uh the Le- what is the Le- alicia silverstone in, in clueless uses to choose her outfit right yeah that, anyway which is uh, i don't know a bit gendered but anyway and, and is like i want to be that not necessarily like uh, uh, I want. I wish I was you. Yeah, and so steals her identity in that way. It, uh, it, 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 it's both for like I wish I was you, but but also like it's like see, seeing the like weakness that 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 Bridget Fonda is like constantly hiding and being like I can fix her. I yeah. I, I, I can be the part of her that she doesn't have. Well, and and and, and through that to fix myself. Yeah. right? And, and, yeah, and like like we, we, like when when we become the same person, we will both be complete. Uh, and that is obviously the length she goes to uh, dressing exactly like that person and literally taking their name uh it's a no from me guys like here's a public safety warning uh uh, don't you don't need to read single white females wikipedia page there is little (laughs) of interest on there almost all the good facts on there i've already shared uh and Except you didn't you didn't say that uh, Barbet Schroeder, uh, I feel like most famous work before doing Single White Female was the documentary about Coco the Gorilla from 1978. But that's not on that like that's on Barbet Schroeder's page sure. that, because like the 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 page for borderline personality disorder is linked two or three times, yeah. and of course you're going to click it. And uh, borderline personality disorder, like the psychopath test, is designed like a horoscope. For you to read it and be like, "Oh, great!" So I am Heidi. <laughs> this is I'm I'm but a moment away from tying Bridget Fonda to a chair and, and, and threatening her with a gun that I just have. I mean, okay. it's it's America. 
but it is it is so like because it is at this point like like this narrative right uh, that it is this woman who's just like uh, I don't like being myself so much. I lost half of myself when my t- twin died. I want to become someone else, I mean, and I choose you, which is not healthy, but it is like a not unsympathetic arc, if you yeah. know what I mean. And, and the problem is, is that then the next step is that uh, uh, she goes, I'm now the villain of the film. I am, I'm uh, I'm cuckoo crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do some kills. I'm going to take some spells. I'm going to stab your boyfriend through the eye with a stiletto and it's going to be sweet as. I am uh, the guy upstairs. I'm clearly going to beat him to death. But then because of a reshot ending, he's just going to have survived being clubbed on the head like five or six times with mm. a, I think it's like a fire poker. Uh, right? it, it, it's, it's some sort of like thing that this guy's using to like bar his door at night yeah that's right uh yeah it, it's it's like a metal bar which he like which he like slots into his door which keeps it closed but but can be uh taken out at a moment's notice if you need to use it to assault someone and and there's just so much less interesting to me and like jennifer jason lee does a good job of like a playing, uh, she she gets Bridget Fonda to write suicide note because yeah. she's going to make her overdose on pills. But she's suddenly being like, "You have to come with me. We'll always be together." Where I'm like, I just don't see how like th- her attachment is vampiric and parasitic, right? Mm. But I don't think it is dependent on proximity. Do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 the character in the first two thirds of the film, three quarters of the film. It seems to me like someone who would flee and not force Bridget Fonda to come along at gunpoint, you know? Sure. Uh, and then there, there's a great bit. She undies her hair. She's talking about how she's undyed her hair. Look, I've uh, 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 look at my new look. And then we get a cut and Bridget Fonda is, uh, is gaffer taped to a yeah. chair. Uh, that's a good bit. And a very good cut. Let's see who did that cut. Jane Campion did in the cut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another movie where people have sex. Yeah, the, the two. Yeah. The two films. And it is not that I'm being like, uh, actually, this horror film should not be a horror film. And really, at this point, Bridget Fonda should give Jennifer Jason Lee a hug and become friends. I'm not asking this film to be something that it is not. But it is It is that the turn it takes just does not, to me, feel commensurate with the film up until sure, that point. Yeah. And I think that's largely down to Jennifer Jason Lee doing too good of a job of making her relatable, right? And also the fact that we're not innately homophobic like they assume most of the audiences, right? I mean, we're probably, like, you know what I'm saying. Um, and there, then it becomes just this extended, like, Misery style escape, get back. Yeah. Toblowski comes accidentally to save her. He gets taken out. Um, what's his name? Uh, Graham. Yeah, the guy upstairs. Yeah. Well, they go up to Graham's flat and uh, uh, he tries to save her, gets down. They have a fight. They're taken down to a basement where she's going to kill her and put her in a bag. Yeah, and uh, 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 Jennifer Jason Lee gets like a Candyman hook. Yeah. And is gonna is gonna hook her, but then Bridget Jones, a uh, uh, Bridget Fonda, uh, uh, swings down from the rafters and stabs her in the back with a with a with uh, with a Chekhov screwdriver. Yeah, it's and good. That is that ending is reshot, right? Um, yeah. 
it is uh, they, they've acknowledged that it was a reshot ending after it tested badly. Um, the 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 one bit of information, at least I can find, of what it replaced was that uh, it seems that originally Jennifer Jason Lee died in the elevator, uh, uh, in in some kind of extended confrontation. Right. And I would bet money that the upstairs flatmate did not come back to life. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, that is there's such a a, a a saving throw. Uh, and what I think is that all the stuff in the basement is where almost all the escalation comes from. That is where we, uh, uh, that's where we get the reveal that she's planning to kill Bridget Fonda. That's where she gets the gun. Uh, and I, my, I think that she was just going to get more and more possessive and maybe start harming her. But what they did, what the reshoots were, was to escalate, to bring a gun into it, to bring tying her to a chair and to yelling her, forcing her to write a suicide note. Yeah, to 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 bring Toblowski back. Yeah. I mean, when you got some, when you got a to, to, Toblerone-ski, you yeah. want to break off another triangle. Exactly. Uh, He's a fun guy to have in a movie. He has an incredible ADR line because when he finally, he busts in, blah, 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 and he see, uh, uh, and he, he runs in, he gasps. He sees uh, he sees Bridget Fonda like tied and taped up on the ground. Yeah, like hod tied uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and taped, and uh, uh, this incredible ADR line of him going, "What the fuck is going on here?" And it's just like he's never said that. And then the great bit is that he wrestles a bit with Jennifer Jason Lee, then leans over and says, "Don't worry, I took care <laughs> of her." In the same shot, boom, she rears up, bops him on the head. It's great. Bye, bye, Stephen. Always lovely to see you. Um. But yeah, how did like how did this ending strike you? I mean, the ending is boring, and I don't care about it. Yeah, it's rote, right? Yeah, yeah like the 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 the, the like the the like the, 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 this is a movie uh, uh, like uh, uh, like a lot of erotic thrillers where you're like, <laughs> I wish like like there was enough good stuff in this, but I wish it was better. And like yeah. and like this movie. Like it fucking looks really good. Like there's a there's a like recurring thing where in in in, in the apartment where like where everything is just like bathed in this in this kind of like pale blue light. Yeah, it all, looks like a Prince music video. Yeah, and like all, all of those scenes look great. There's there's the shot he keeps going back to where where uh, uh, where the camera kind of like tilts uh, where the camera kind of like tilts down so it's like looking right down the stairwell and this the like. It's a really, it's a really like well chosen stairwell. It looks like incredibly ominous. Like way, but it shoots Ellie and Hetty in the like last like in 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 that part of the film. In that part of the film, where 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 they're where they're dressed the same is just like yeah, just re- really really smart filmmaking and really clearly gesturing towards persona yeah there 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 are several shots where their faces eclipse each other mm. uh, in a way that. Ha- yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 ha- has to be. Yeah, it, uh, I, I don't know why I'm even couching it. It's a reference to Persona. Yes, and and yeah, like it's kind of fun at the end where like Jennifer Jason Lee is walking around with a hook and she gets stabbed in the back from the ceiling with a with a screwdriver. Like, sure, it's 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 a fun bit of like nonsense action to end the movie with. But yeah, it's but, not, it's not kind of the ending 
uh, of the promise of the first half of yeah, the film. You yeah, know? yeah. The, the 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 ending doesn't doesn't say anything about what came before. It is it is just yeah. it, it is it is like it's perfunctory. Well, and it just removes. It just makes her a monster mm. in a way that like. Like and that's why I started with Kanye. I'm just like, yeah, wait, yeah. we can't. Uh, he's n- she's not a monster. She needs help, but obviously she's also the villain in a slasher. So that's why I make her a vampire, yeah. or or just make it like uh, uh, she assumes Bridget Fonda's identity so much that she won't let Bridget Fonda leave or something mm. like escalate. Like uh, uh, it doesn't have to become her rampaging around with a gun, you yeah, know? She, yeah. Um. My uh, out of shite and sound, what you call it? Like it, it, it is like I don't know. This, this is this is like a two and a half, like almost three star movie. I think it, it's like marginal, but I, 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 I've, I think, I think because I feel like the the quality of the performances and like and like how good it looks, yeah, like it and, is, and, it is like dream nineties aesthetic. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, and 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 the like promise of. A lot of early parts of this film, I, I, I would I would call it a marginal sound. Like. Yeah, I, I I I call it a marginal shine. Mm. And if I gave star ratings, my joke would be I give it five stars, but three of those stars one is for Jennifer, one is for Jason, and one is for Lee. You know, uh, it is it succeeds more than you think, worth more than its reputation says. Yeah. But it doesn't succeed enough, and like mo, like I, I thought it was much better watching it than I do now, and that's because the ending is, it's not disappointing. It's just so rote, mm. you know. Yeah. Um. But also, like, uh, we we watched Crash together recently. The the Academy Cinemas, uh, unofficial sponsors of the show, I guess. Uh, the Academy Cinema, it's good. Yeah, the Cronenberg uh, Crash, not the not the Haggis Crash. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, and, and like many thoughts coming out of that. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll do it one day. Let's not unpack it now. But yeah. like one was just being like, man, I remember. Uh, I wish I got to live at a time where like. Uh, erotic films for adults that aren't pornography could be made yeah but and, and it is like this also falls into that and in that there's quite like there are a lot of nipples as we talked about there there there's there's there there's fucking there's sucking there there's jerking it uh, uh it is check out the sex and nudity parents guide but it is like Oh man, I sound like such a perv. <laughs> but like, it's just nice to to have one of those. Mm. Uh, and I wish we'd had more. I will watch that Ben Ben Affleck film though. But yeah, mar- marginal shine. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Yufa, would you like to hear a five star review of Single White Female? Yeah, I'm genuinely I'm interested in how someone it uh, like how. It's such a disconnected film from itself, so I wonder how someone, like, fathoms it into a hole, I guess, you know? Uh, so this is a five-star review uh, by Letterbox user Melissa. Oh. My. God. Either I was way too young to understand this when I first tried it, extremely likely, or I forgot how good it was. First of all, superficially, 1990s New York. 
the stuff that my dreams are made of. The incredible real estate that they just scoffed at back then, the incredible architecture and bare bohemian decor. There, there are a bunch of really pointed references to how her flat is rent controlled. Which yeah. is- this apartment is yeah. great. Yeah. It's a real, a real big, nice apartment, tons of windows in a beautiful building. Yeah, no, the, this film is all the high points of, of 90s mainstream film aesthetics and very yeah. few of the low points. Yeah, there's one really good moment where uh, Bridget Fonda is like walking from the elevator through the corridor to uh, to her apartment. And you can see the, the like corridor, like it's like a, a bit of a corridor is real. I mean, maybe like, like five meters behind her, it just becomes like a matte painting. And I was like, oh, it's nice. Yeah. There's through it in there for me. New York looks so incredibly beautiful in this movie, but it looks like a fantasy of Europe. The miniskirts, the fucked up haircuts and hair dye. <laughs> then, the real. Single white female is such a classic that everyone still commonly uses the movie title as a phrase to mean a stalker who is trying to take over your life. As a woman, I can relate to this movie so strongly, and I know that I am far from being the only one. This is so scary, but so realistic. Being a woman is hell! So I don't think it's particularly gendered, but anyway. This is so stylish and sexy and creepy and real. I've been sleeping on this one, but I've always had the title in the back of my mind as a reference point. Women, always trust your gut. Always investigate what your gut is trying to tell you. Look deeper into it. Respect it. Listen to it. And read The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. I can't stress these points enough. (laughs) This is why something like Ingrid Goes West didn't impress me that much. Because I know that it's already been done. And so many times over. I love Bridget Fonda in this. Uh, Mentioned links of the lists of hers that this is on. 1992. 1990s New York. Six stars out of five. Five alike films. Acting 1990s. Artsy Bohemian Lofts. Characters I related to the most. Decor. Phrases dash movie titles that are commonly used as phrases. um, uh, Favorite thrillers. And workplace assault. I like. Let's see what else is in workplace assault. <laughs> I'm so happy uh, for this reviewer uh, that they found something so deep in it. You're never going to believe this. There are a lot of movies on this list. Uh, workplace assault. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Currently at 160, still going. Okay, it's 176. I can absolutely understand someone seeing this film and connecting with it on that level. Sure. Uh, uh, would you like to guess Melissa's top four films? Okay. Is Single White Female one of them? Uh, it is not. Okay. Is Jennifer's Body one of them? No. Okay. Uh, I would say uh, one of these is uh, traditionally a girl movie, uh, all, all, although, uh, two, all, although two of them have female leads. Uh, so, like, like how Clueless is a girl movie, right? Uh, yeah, like is it in that kind of area, like well, no, pink no, and teenage girls? No, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's not about teenage girls, but 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 it is something that is kind of like made to be watched by teenage girls. Uh, it is directed by a. Uh, uh, it is directed by a filmmaker who has a new film out. Uh, who has a new film out this year? Uh, already out? Or yeah. okay, uh, I've seen it. You haven't. Uh, so it's not Thelma and Louise. No. Um, it's made. Is the movie they've got coming out this year also for this market? Uh, uh, I think like it kind of. Uh, 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 I think like no. I, I, I mean, like it. It is similar in tone in certain ways, but I think that like teenage girls uh, will not be into this new movie. Is it thirteen? Uh, no. 
Uh, okay. Is it directed by a woman? Is no. This direct- oh, okay. Is it directed by a man? It is. Okay. Is it American? Uh, no, it is. Uh, 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 it is English. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it it does have uh, 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 does have uh, some American and French funding, but uh, but uh, yeah, but 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 the director, uh, cast, and original story are all English. Oh, okay. So the uh, uh, so it's is it's an adaptation of something. Yes. Is it an adaptation of something famous? Yes. M- uh, m- most most of the films that this person has made are adaptations. I can't think of a single female. No, it's not female. I can't think of a single British director. It's not. Oh, right. Okay. Is it Joe Wright? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Surratt. No, so it's Atonement. No. Uh, the other one. Not a Serrano. No. Um, oh, not Pan. No, no. Come on. Fucking. Oh, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the good one. With um, uh, the, the, the assistant. Yes. No. <laughs> That's going to be my, my, my next hint. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, that Wamsgans was in it. Yeah. Uh. Okay, uh, uh, the second film, uh, directed by someone who uh, is mainly known for animation, and uh, uh, although this film is live action, and uh, there is at least uh, one famous gif associated with this movie, maybe more. John Carter? No. Someone who's, okay, live uh, 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 uh This person is associated mainly with 2D animation. And he, but he directed live action as yep. well. So Don Bluth directed a live action film. Uh, no, it's, well, it's not. It's not by Donovan Bluth. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, okay. Uh, American. Yes. Uh, okay. And like, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. Have I seen it? Uh, like probably. Uh, and if I've seen it, do you think I'd like it? Uh, you have it logged. Uh, yes, I, th- I think you'd probably like it. Oh, okay. It's not... Mm, is it his only live action uh, film? No. Okay. Uh, but still mainly 2D animation. M- m- yeah, m- m- mainly known for 2D animation, mainly known for television. Shin Godzilla? No. Oh, no, it's American. God, I wish it was Shin Godzilla. <laughs> what year? Like uh, decade, even. Uh, 1999. The Time Machines? Is it Simon Wells? No. Okay. Uh, can you just can you give me a clue? <laughs> uh, uh, this person's uh, 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 most famous creation, uh, m- m- most famous creations, uh, uh, were uh, uh, were often uh, mad at music videos. Oh, Office Space. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course. Ah. Oh. I. Uh, yeah. No. You're absolutely right. I just don't. For some reason, I mainly associate Mike Judge with Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but no, but I guess these days, yeah. He, but he's still, ma- no, you're like, I'm in the wrong. You know, it was, it was, I'm just a, I'm an idiot because I've, I've wasted my life. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next we have uh, a film about time. Is it about it time? It is not about time. Okay. Is it uh, the time machine? No, I already uh, guessed that. No. Uh, second lead is uh, one of the leads of one of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, two. One a bit. Is it uh, uh, The Time Traveler's Wife? No. Is it uh, Clock Stoppers? No. Okay. Is it... Uh, it's a movie that, that loops back on itself. Is it Looper? 
It is not. Primer? No. No. One of the two leads yeah. was also in... Uh, two Mission Impossible movies. So, Rena? Yeah. Rena time travel. Well, it's not time travel. Ah, looping. Like, there is fuckery involving time, but, if, but, but there is no time travel in the, in the traditional sense. Not Avengers Endgame. No. Oh, my God. That's full of time travel. I mean, like, okay, I mean, not, we don't, we can't no, talk sure. about it. One day we, one day we need to put aside, like, and just do, like, let's actually talk about, let's unpack what we do not like. Because I've got a whole thing about how time travel is used in that film. But anyway, uh, they introduced the concept of time travel and then spent three scenes going like, don't worry, we are absolutely yeah. not going to do anything interesting with this. It's just going to be time tra- Okay. Uh, it's, no, it's looped. There's some fuckery with time, but it's, so is it science or fantasy? Uh, it is uh, science fiction. It is like sort of heavy on the science. Again, Renner is the second lead. Um, what? Ah, 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 enemy. Blade Runner 2049? Incendies. June? June part two. It's no. not out yet. It is the uh, second to last or third to last episode of season four of Star Trek Discovery Arrival. Uh, yeah. They just did a whole episode that's just them being like, let's just do Arrival. <laughs> and then the fourth film. Uh, oh, man. What a, what a, what a cast in this one. You got, uh, 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 you got Locke. You got us. You got the guy who says Gojira. You got all sorts of dudes in this. They've. Oh, um. Okay. It, it is. I'm just trying to work out a good question. To is it really a director who's normally about wife issues making a dad issues film? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Inception. It's Inception. Yeah. Uh huh. It's Inception. Um, okay, yeah, that, I mean, just Inception is, like, obviously great. Yeah. But picking that of the Nolans feels so, you know, it feels like the lowest hanging fruit, because it's, I mean, and again, it's so good. Moi, moi. Kit Nolan, if you're listening, do you need another white person to be an Oppenheimer? Or, uh, uh, two. I'll, I'll be in it as well. So... Yeah. Uh, here is a post from Paul Schrader that I was trying to find a way to fit into the episode, uh, and I just couldn't. Uh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't really get to it. Uh, this is a, a, a genuinely good Facebook post from Paul Schrader. That's uh, the one. That's the one. You could classify directors into those who prefer extras, Sidney Lumet; those who prefer architecture, Antonioni; with a special category for those who think extras are architecture. Last year at Marion Bad, someone commented on that saying, uh, "Where would you place yourself?" And he said. Uh, hand me my extra gun. Paul, I just don't... I just don't think... Stick like you communicate so well through movies <laughs> that everything else is just... You're over-egging the pudding. Ah, uh, Finn. But anyway, uh, Ingmar Bergman and Babette Schroeder, uh, both directors who prefer uh, architecture... To uh, extras. I mean, I've seen one Barbette Schroeder movie. Yeah, I like you. Like Jennifer Jason Leigh is doing a lot of great stuff on her own, but I'm, it's also a well-directed performance. 
Finn. Yes. Where can people find you online? Uh, who gives a shit? You can find the show on Twitter at ShiteSoundPod, or you can email us at ShiteSoundPod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website. It's at ShiteAndSound.com. If you like what I do, I hope you do, uh, and if you don't, don't tell me. Uh, I'm on social media as Lives, U-T-H-E-R-L-I-V-E-S. Put bit.ly before that and you sign up for my newsletter. I have uh, two other podcasts. One is an eerie audio anthology series called The Witching Hours, and the other is a Doctor Who recap podcast slash reality relationship show where me and my partner Briar watch Doctor Who until we die. It's called The Slow Path. Our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blam. You can check him out on Bandcamp. Boo on Bandcamp. Remember, yeah. uh, now that Bandcamp is owned by Epic Games, only buy things on the first Friday of every month when they're still, uh, for the moment, doing Bandcamp Fridays and not taking a cut. Uh, and man, can't we just have nice things? Finn. Yes. What are we watching next week? Next week we are watching Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, and with that we are watching the Tom Cruise White Savior Extravaganza The Last Samurai. Listeners, you might be in your car, you might be in a bar, you might be listening near, and you might be listening far. But there is one thing. I was I was really hoping by the end of that you would have forgotten what you were building up to. <laughs> but there is one thing that you should know, that you enjoy a little show. So, please, if you care, why not give us a hearty share? We are a taste that's so acquired, and it would be helpful. If you got wired if, and talked to you your expired. friends, if you expired, that was going so well. Yeah. We are an acquired taste, uh, and it would be great if more people can acquire it. Hey, uh, tell your friends you heard the rhyme, and uh, go watch Persona. Yeah. Go watch single wife female. Yeah, just- if, if, like I've I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, dumb nineties thrillers recently. Yeah, uh, single white female is uh, like a good dumb nineties thriller. Yeah, do a double feature of that and uh, Absolute Power starring Clint Eastwood. They are uh, not thematically similar, but they're both good. <laughs> I mean, are they from the same year? No, no, yeah. no. I mean, I mean, okay. If, if you want to do if you want to do the proper double feature that I did recently. Absolute Power, Murder at 1600, the, t- the two 1997 presidential sex murder movies. Uh, like, uh, Absolute Power is genuinely really good. Uh, murder at 1600 is very fun, and uh, Diane Lane and Wesley Snipes both look incredible in it. Uh, uh, my, my pitch to Double Bill uh, for Single White Female, if not Persona, mm. uh, would be Singles. So you're doing a Fonda 1992 Double Bill, and they are films that are very much kind of rhyme with each other, though one is a Cameron Crowe, quote-unquote, comedy, you know, which is just more like Warm Fuzzy, and sure. the other is... Uh, Single white female, from which we get the term single white female. Um, yeah, and, and singles, we would get the term uh, single, right? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Before that, they were just called uh, 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 Tweet about the show. Yeah. Tweet about and the after, show. And then, of course, then we have a sing- the, the sequel to singles, which is coupling, is where we got the idea of couples. Yeah, I mean. Abs like Stephen Moffat invented the concept of coupling in that. 
even though it was largely about decoupling uh, 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 misunderstandings. It's a, it's a modern farce where if you can get past some of the quite problematic content, there's a, it's a lot to surprise and delight you in there, more than the uh, uh, British Friends rip off it was so often accused mm-hmm. Of being any who, uh, hey, tweet about the show with this week's hashtag, which is, of course, uh, um, open your persona and give your, give any single white females to us. Or, Finn, what's your hashtag for the week? Uh, uh, my uh, hashtag for the week is uh, hashtag uh, single white gmail. And uh, it's a new uh, it's a new email service I'm starting up uh, where you can only send emails to white women. <laughs> I'm piggybacking. I'm piggybacking off of Gmail's I'm piggybacking off Gmail's uh, servers. <laughs> so it's kind of the opposite of Bumble. <laughs> uh, I mean, the opposite of Bumble is oh, a grinder, right? Like I don't know. What dating apps are you on? Uh, none of them. They all made me feel bad. Uh, Google Calendar, right? Yeah, no, it's hell. It is uh, dating apps when uh, you're a man uh, without a fish or abs. <laughs> or, like, you ever seen those guys who have uh, their bank statement as God, one of their images? Last last year, I was so close to having abs. I mean, I it just all went away. It was very, very upsetting for me. There's only one person you can blame for that. The person who uh, gave me my uh, uh, second uh, uh, shot of the COVID vaccine. So my arm hurt for a few days and I didn't exercise. And then uh, by then I uh, uh, had just uh, gotten out of uh, the pattern of exercising every day. Nothing's stopping you getting back into it apart from fear. Yeah. And, you know, fear leads to anger. Yeah. Anger leads to hate. Yeah. Hate leads to... Uh, Danny Nadelko. (laughs) Don't look up. Boardline personality. <laughs> no, like, what do we have to live for? There's one thing we can live for. Yeah. Distraction. And do you know the best distraction? Distraction starring Jimmy Carr. No. It's movies. And you know what I say about movies? What? Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. Another play by Yutha Dean. It's very good. Check it out. Um, available mm-hmm. at playmarket.org.nz. Not to be confused with Small Deaths, the excellent debut short film by Lynn Ramsey. Look, I know you are accusing me of stealing the title from Lynn Ramsey. No, we're, 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 we've already had this conversation several years ago in, yeah. the, in I think, the car park of, of the basement about how you didn't steal it. And you, in fact, uh, looked it up. 
and spent a lot of time trying to make sure that you uh, had a different title. Oh, that I was lying then because I stole <laughs> it from the Robert Sheeman book of short stories, uh, Tiny Deaths, I think. Uh, it's all stolen. Oh, no, me and my sister tell each other, if, oh, fuck, this is not interesting. Um... Because to me, like the interesting thing, yeah, this is. Well, of course, uh, uh, my first novel had uh, the, the, the totally original title, uh, A Thousand and One Arabian Nights. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm working on my uh, my first novel. I ain't got getting the manuscript out there. I'm getting quite a lot of pushback on the title, which is The Bible. <laughs>